Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today we are on episode 67 and we're just doing a chat between the two of us again um, and looking at something that's come up. Um, over the last couple of weeks when we've been talking to people like the sort of friends or clients or or each other actually and it's um it's about our date days and transitions between maybe different parts of the day and different roles that we play as women and how that can be quite sort of tricky and be potential trigger times so we thought we'd have a little look at that today and see if we can break it down um, but first of all, we're going to just have our check-in. So, hi, Mandy. How are you doing? Hello. Um, yes, I am better than I was when we started this conversation about mm, two hours ago or something. Um, yeah, I have been struggling a little bit with my mental health in the last couple of days. Um, been quite depressed um, and had a few things come up for me. Um, and yeah, very a bit depleted, I think. Um fatigue. My son was um unwell the other night and I that kind of just left me with one with no sleep and then that kind of just snowballed. So mm. um yeah, we had a fair few tears earlier, didn't we? Poor old me. Um but um but yeah, I'm I'm better now, like talking it out and um just recognizing really and feel grateful that I you know have sobriety to that has given me the tool to um be able to think and work through things so I'm all right yeah and you dude Mm. well I'm all right today I've had um well I've had a couple of child-free days which I was quite on I wasn't expecting it it's just that my daughter because it's um half term was going to her cousins and then my son sort of randomly went wanted to go and stay with my mum so and they uh, it was a happy collision so like yes last night me and my husband were like oh okay we don't really feel like we like we should go out Mm. we really don't feel like going out it was hurricane dennis still um Sunday night and it was like but I was like come on let's go out just for a coffee and a bit of cake mm. right so we just did that and he was really resistant to it because it's like you know that kind of blokey thing of like why would I want to do that and I was like go on let's and I framed it like let's it's like let's be Ital- like Italians or something like you know like it's quite kind of sophisticated so in the end I tracked him out and we did that and we did have a nice chat so it was good um but yeah I mean my last week was really really tough um and we did a lot of chatting didn't we and um and you were really sort of coaching me through it I think and the final sort of genius thing was I don't know whether it was your suggestion but you definitely planted the seeds by talking about your nails kind of a couple of weeks before or anyway so I went and had I went and had like a manicure honest to god it like it's cheered me up more than anything has for a really long time (laughs) so I've like found a new kind of tool in the toolkit so yeah yeah I'm all right I'm all right isn't it interesting that I mean that's what I think people forget or you know if you're new coming into it it's like well you know I've been like I've got these tools and now I'm bored and now I'm depleted or whatever and it's Mm. like yeah it it is you've got to keep searching for new things like it's like there are going to be sticky points and it's like okay well yoga's not going to do it swim's not going to do it don't want to go for a walk like you know I don't want to bath like and it's like okay but just keep like looking for because you there will be something Mm. and it might just be that like you know going and seeing some daffodils I started um and you know I started doing a happy hits list this is just before mm, I I, when I got to London and I don't know where it came from but I suddenly was just like um oh that's what it because I was on the tube and I saw some people that made me smile it was just like like there was this nice old lady who had really funny socks on and then there was um 
there was a guy who had um like a, a a shirt with like lobsters on and it just like made me smile and I wanted to record mm. them and then I was like oh I could just put them in my notes in my phone and I was like actually that's a really good way like that's really accessible mm. for me because it's always with me and I can just write like um just little things that make me smile and so from that moment I've done it every day and just like you know like my cat's furry belly or you know that really funny that really funny bit under their chins when you straight their chin <laughs> um or just be, and and what it highlighted was that you know those kind of interactions with the outside world of, of like seeing daffodils or mm. just um seeing other people yeah seeing other people like hold like I love seeing old couples holding hands I mean it's quite lucky that like old people give me joy because there's a lot of them in my town <laughs> <laughs> you don't, it's like very like rare like, it's like a young person is like a very rare sort of especially at this time of year um yeah. because like people retire to the seaside obviously but um and mm. yeah I saw loads of stuff especially when I was in London and I think because when I come back to England um you know it's kind of that more eclectic and people are wearing different stuff and whereas France is quite kind of it's very classic sort of beauty and so I quite I like that when I get that kind of creativity of of London and sort of map. dare I say conservative <laughs> as a Brit can I say confront French are conservative rather than uh, classic yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just different. That you could say classy. Yeah. That would be the the French response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure it bloody would. Um but yeah, and I I love that and I do love that kind of elegance of stuff. Um but I do I love people self-expression with clothes and it's interesting the things that I've I've picked up on. It's basically animals and people's sense of st- style. Those are the things that make oh, me smile. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, so that's a little thing that, that I've added in, it. you know. Yeah, and that's interesting because it's like, um, like you said, it's it goes back to hedonic adaptation and the fact that why variety is the spice of life, uh, you know, from a neuroscientific point of view, um, because our my brain is obviously used to the yoga hit, and my brain is obviously used to the kind of the odd eBay hit. <laughs> in my like oh I've got to cheer myself up and you know the journaling and the rah 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 all like really really good but I I don't think I've had a, a manicure for about five years so it literally it was like okay um yeah so that like you said it's just kind of searching for for and having variety yeah. as well isn't it yeah um and the other weird thing, the other weird thing is I was texting you and I was like, I actually just feel like I need a bit of theatre, a bit of glitter, a bit of art. Like I need, I feel deplete, like I need to go into one of those really creative spaces and be filled up and entertained. But, you know, that real sort of culture, mm. a culture hit. And then my beautiful friend Helen is over from Australia and just randomly WhatsApp me and said, okay, I've got these tickets in a box to go and see this play on Friday night in the West End. I think you could do it. I hadn't even told her I was miserable. And she was like, I feel like you could do with some cheering up at the moment. I think she actually said like a treat as well. Yeah. It was insane. And we were like, okay, this is all being quite spooky now because it was like literally – you know, the that universe. was some like woo woo stuff. That was, yeah, it was definite woo going on. <laughs> yeah. There. Anyway, so yeah, so what are we talking about today? About uh, this thing about transitions. Yeah, I think, and I'm quite interested in this from like a parent point of view because I've noticed how often, like you know, as kids, people go, "Oh yeah, well, those transitions are quite tricky," and yet we're supposed to kind of boss all this stuff as an adult. Mm realizing that we're kind of not far from being children ourselves ever anyway so I don't know what what do you so we identified didn't we like sort of transitions in your day we were like well is it transitions between the roles that we play because we're expected to play quite a few roles in our lives especially as women or is it transitions um 
from time, you know, from going from your working day to your home life. Mm. So almost like physical transitions. Then we were like, oh, it's both. So where where should we start with that? Well, I guess, um, you know, if you're talking this within the sober conversation, it's like there is that we've identified, as you say, with people in our community or with clients is like there is that point of depletion at the end of the day uh where you know you drink and part of that is that kind of dialing down and that wanting to switch from one place to another um, and using it as a tool of transition essentially because it's like yeah. right I've done my mum role and now I'm me again so I it's get my time so so it's my time and it's also that kind of um regulation of your nervous system of like kind of literally calming down so we were we were looking at from that side of like practically you know when you what tends to happen is that we rush and run through the day and we miss these transitions like certainly when I was a professional woman um, and working in you know in a suit and heels every day you know I would very often not get changed, not move from my kind of career woman life, um, you know, and I'd still be in those clothes and still be kind of thinking about work. But then I'd transitioned into mum role and, and you know, and then there was never those pauses or those stop moments. And then I get to the end and finally I could kind of relax. Um, mm. And then, then I'd have a glass of wine. Um mm. So yeah, it's like sprint and crash. Yeah. So I think we identified, didn't we, that it's like, okay, so perhaps, well, you said, you know, identifying what which role you're playing could be useful, or which role you're in mm. at the time. You know, it's like right, and 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 noting those transitions. It's like right now, I'm 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 moving to mum role. Mm. So so having a think about all the different kind of it's. Um, Naming and pointing, I think, was the term Mm. in Atomic Habits, that book that I'm really into at the moment. And it's about then what happens if you if you name, if you point and name something, it's like it moves it from being unconscious to conscious so that you can just be more aware of it. So we were thinking about what actually naming the roles. So so for example, uh, to name mine, I sort of have mom. I have wife, I have friend, I have coach, I have podcaster. Um, writer. Writer. Um, daughter. Yoga. Yeah, daughter. Um, so the ones that are, I suppose take up my every day are the, yeah, and the kind of care. Well, also I'd say that I have a carer. Yeah. role on top of being a mum a more specialized kind of mental health carer thing going on yeah you do yeah being demanded of me but I don't have any training for <laughs> which is probably why that role is incredibly stressful because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing no I'm joking I sort of do I, I'm all right <laughs> I'm really amazing at it <laughs> You're doing the best um, you can. I'm doing the best I can. Um, so, yeah, so I think from – and where my stress points and my transitions are where often from the lack – the boundaries between them. So I think there's also – right, so you can name them and think, well, what, what skills am I needing? What strengths am I needing to bring to those and what are my challenges? when are they occurring and for me my stress has come from when one role bleeds into another role and I'm actually not being very boundaried about whether I'm being a mum or whether I'm on my phone trying to check my calendar because I think oh yeah I need to sort out that client so so there's that isn't there yeah and I think there's also that that what you've kind of been identifying is when you feel like that role has been forced upon you or you know whether you don't feel like you have ownership of it and I think um, a lot of mums certainly in in early 
motherhood or you know we've got no idea what being a mum is going to be you know it's, it's like learning on the job every single day so there are those moments where it's like I didn't like I didn't sign up for this or I, di- I didn't think I signed up for this or perhaps you feel like you know your partner wants you to be a certain way and it's like well I'm, you know this isn't I don't in my day of time like this is literally I I don't have time to be you know the sexy wife right now like <laughs> so, so yeah like, you might still be required to play that part yeah or you know so it's like there's the internal pressure of like yeah. the shoulds of I should be doing all these things and perfect at them all and then there's a kind of external pressure of other people's expectations of you you know and mm. I think like certainly as mums it's like we never like I don't get the sort of I shut the door and I'm working time that doesn't seem to work (laughs) it doesn't seem to apply for me it's like they still come in and it's you know it's still mum can I have this like did we not just have the conversation that I am working right now so Mm. it's those yeah as you say those boundaries of of and partly it's our responsibility 100% and that's, I guess, what we'll talk about in the tips about it is like planning. But partly it is the expectations of women in those roles. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you should still be wearing heels and looking sexy, mm-hmm. you know, and you should still be. Sort Even of- though you're picking up dog poo in the garden and cleaning up sit. Yeah, it's like it's just not that's- appropriate wear. So, yeah. you know, um, and and I think what we've we've had to do for a very long time as 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 women is kind of hide some of those roles. You know, it was like, and this is what's kind of great of the conversations of that are happening now, um, is that you know, in order to be a professional woman, you had to kind of basically pretend that you weren't a mum. You know, just yeah. like no, 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 like that 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 never happens, and I can still present this certain way, or you know to be a good wife you had to still be that sort of you know sexy kind of person or or whatever um whereas now I think we're getting to a stage where it's like you know what like I'm actually claiming that this is a lot of work and I can't be all those things and you have to accept Mm -hmm. that I'm really good at my job but I am also wearing three other hats as mum carer etc um so yeah, I mean it is a lot, and it it is that that the the physical transition and how to manage that, mm. but also how you feel about it in those roles, I guess. Yeah, and I think that that some part of that naming it and pointing and calling helps you. Well, it helps me to identify when I'm shifting from one role to another, and also that whole. I mean, for kids, often change brings uh, it, it brings a nervous system response. Even if you, so it could be the pace at the end of the day. You could have been just like trying to like get all your work done, and then you got on the tube, or you got in your car, then you've got home, and then suddenly you expect yourself to stop. And it's like, well, actually, your body's going to take time to to recalibrate and and we and we are absolutely sold that message that it's completely fine and totally normal to down a glass of wine at the end of the day and put your feet up and and that's the way you put the brakes on so we've been really told that so what how how do we do that if we're not gonna you know because it does have that immediate sort of depressive effect on the central nervous system so if we're looking for that what other things can we do um yeah well we we sort of sketched out some I I mean I guess there's two major things it's like looking at your overall like life situation you know it's like what can you change within this I mean I certainly you know made drastic changes to my career um Mm. completely retrained in order for me not to be in that high stress, high level of, because it, it, it wasn't working and it was, you know, with, with my husband, I mean, he worked away pretty much five days a week. So, you know, it wasn't sustainable for me at that time in my life. And I wasn't happy in my job. 
Um, mm. So there, there is perhaps, you know, and looking at planning and, and obviously when you, when you aren't drinking, you know, I get up at half six every day. So I have a lot more time in the morning now to, to do stuff. So that there is definitely that planning, pre-planning mm. about how your day works. And, um, but then I think there is forcing a pause and respecting the transition time mm. so you know when you get home from work you know you whatever it takes to pause and change mm. roles so like if you are a working parent that means say you know your kids they they do watch tv or they do you know go to their room or they whatever they where they're safe and they are calm you know mm. for 20 minutes when you get out of your work clothes you get into your mum clothes or your comfy clothes I mean you were saying like to you had some good suggestions so I'll let you Mm. say oh I don't know yeah so I mean yeah so that I think our bodies love routine and they love so that ritual and routines and habits so physical cues so it I think it's just could be about doing making a new routine um so for me (laughs) I honestly I love to go and lie down on the ground like if you've been sitting in a chair all day or you've been vertical all day because I have that very um you know anxiety response um nervous system um so for me to actually get horizontal is very calming for my nervous system. Mm. You know, so it could be just if you don't want to lie on the ground, like lie, go and lie, but just get horizontal, have a warming drink, but literally change the position of your body and do a bit of breathing. Mm. You know, you could do that. Like you said, TV for the kids. I mean, maybe it's sit down and watch a bit of TV. Sometimes that just you know, that gives you that shut off and allows you to come down, especially if you're on the sofa, you've got like cushions. Um, What I've also noticed is that some people, um, and I mean, I know this myself from being out and wanting to come home and transition to a restful place, having been on the go and then realising you've got loads of stuff to do at home. So it's kind of almost again naming that it's like well what am I what am I going what is my environment like that I'm going to so if so that's about the planning and maybe having a couple of ready meals a week or having something like having a batch cook at the weekend or getting your kids enrolled in you know I don't know whatever ages they are or just that delegation so you haven't got the washing up and you haven't got certain every single night so it's getting it, it's it's seeing isn't it it's like your role you're a mixture of your role and your environment and what you can be skillful about I suppose yeah um, and you were sort of saying as much as you know like change your clothes but also sort of you know wash your hands wash your face like wash oh yeah, wash the day go and take the makeup off wash the day away you know and and, mm. and that gives you that time to kind of look in the mirror and, and connect with yeah, yourself check in check in with yourself yeah i'm putting a bit of moisturizer on and then that's already you've got skin touching and yes it's like it's just it's akin to a kind of a little bit of self-massage isn't it and you look in your you look in your face and you it's quite mindful yeah I always feel like I feel lucky that like I love makeup and I put makeup on in the morning and I always remember when I wrote a piece about this and I used a T.S. Eliot quote because it was about to prepare a face to meet the faces that you meet and in the song of J. Alfred love song of J. Alfred Prufrock and I thought that's a brilliant way to uh describe putting makeup on to prepare a face to meet the faces but it's very mindful Mm. at the same time and it makes you ready I think putting makeup on is a transition from one role to another isn't it right yeah so you make it work for you like having building in that time so you could either build that in as oh fuck I've really I'm late I'm late I'm late I'm late I'm rushing up quickly slap on a bit of makeup do it on the tube or da 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 or you could make that kind of a nice ritual for yourself if you got up 10 minutes early and took that bit of time 
to do that. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like creating a creating a a uniform isn't it that that represents mm. each role and I think that's why it's quite hard sometimes because we feel we're either the resistance from ourselves like say if I mean I'm I'm perfectly happy to be like you know my natural state is kind of I guess mum role in the fact that I'm quite happy with like jeans and no makeup and rolling around on the floor like I'm quite a tomboy um but I guess if you if you are very kind of you know you've always loved and part of your identity is being that kind of put together you know Mm. makeup and heels and 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 nails it can be some kind of resistance there to sort of have to not be able to fulfill that part of your life Mm. you know in your kind of in your mum role um but I guess yeah it's 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 making it work and and nothing's forever either it's like you're not always because I remember when I had little kids and breastfeeding Mm, and stuff so true it felt like it was never gonna end but it it didn't and I do remember actually the first time I put the heels back on and I was like ooh, Mm. you know (laughs) um yeah do you know I remember as well like you've just reminded me of when I had my son and the midwife came round to check. So, I mean, he must have been like two days old or three days old. And I remember just the overflowing bins and the shit everywhere. And I felt like really hate chaos. And basically she came and I hadn't had any sleep and I hadn't had time to put a top on. So basically I wasn't kind of naked. I did have some trousers on, but that was it. And I was like, I just went, I mean, I must have just looked rabbit in the headlights. I was like, I'm really sorry. I haven't had time to put any clothes on. <laughs> and she was like, don't worry, love. She was just really sweet and was really like obviously used to that. But I was like, fucking hell, I'm feral. I'm literally like an animal wandering around. I smell like sweat because I kind of, I remember thinking I didn't want to put any deodorant on for the first, it felt really like unnatural to me to wear any deodorant for about the first couple of weeks. <laughs> And I had problems getting dressed. Um, but I mean, God, but, just, but, it's just totally triggered that memory but for me. Back in, so you know, back in the, yeah. the day, I mean, you would be in bed rest. You would stay in yeah, bed. Like you wouldn't. Two weeks. You wouldn't. You yeah, out. you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't be having guests round, oh, and you wouldn't. You know, like. And mm, and it's getting that so balance true. right, isn't it? Because I I always remember someone saying just like, like everything will be all right if you bl- if you brush your teeth. And there is those like little elements <laughs> of like putting yourself yeah. together enough to brush your teeth. And that's one of those kind of mental health depression things for me is like, mm-hmm. you know, those simple acts of like, you know, making sure I I wash my hair, making sure I brush my teeth, is those mm. fundamental self care things that like at certain points in my life I will. I wasn't capable of do you know what I mean so Mm. like but at at the same time it is like understanding that like yeah I mean as a new mum it's like stay in bed you know and 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 we should it's such a shift though isn't it it's like how do we suddenly do that yeah um, yeah because you've been it's taking your identity away of of Mm. of how you were before but I mean I suppose the other thing is kind of so that part of the transition is pausing right and, and allowing yourself to transition I think that's super key Ooh, I had the acronym didn't I yeah uh, stop which was stop take a breath observe and proceed mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from it's quite popular but it just yeah that kind of remembering if you're a bit of a sprinter throughout the day and all got lots of different roles that you've got to play it's that kind of mindful check-in, isn't it? It's like, okay, let's stop. Let's just t- take one moment, a breath, just to see what is being required of me and then start again. Mm. I think that's like a power tool for transition and for knowing, just being aware that you're transitioning and that you're not supposed to be all of them all at the same time because that's like impossible right yeah and I think that's kind of where you know putting yourself in the driver's seat and putting boundaries in because it's like well what do you want like obviously there's you know we have roles that we have to fulfill but within within that you know it's like in the evening 
it's like well what do you want from this time you know do you want to reclaim that role of of sexy wife you know then crack Mm. on and or do you or do you not you sound really like really excited about that mountain like it's like fine if you really want to get on with it (laughs) that won't be me doing that but (laughs) yeah but but it's about you you deciding isn't it and and it's like it is difficult when you're you want to reclaim those parts of yourself and we get that muddled up with drinking because it is that social lubricant and it is that kind of connection to who you were before and so it has become embedded in a way of transitioning from mum where essentially or carer where you are doing everything for everyone else to me and you know what I was suddenly grown up time like yeah. a lot of people and I know that for when I first stopped it was it was difficult you know because it was that as as kind of hard-working overworked parents mm. it was like that shortcut to okay right so this is our time it was that signal so it's like again I think having those signals to yourself that that you are transitioning and that's like okay well how do you do that so maybe like you were saying you plan it in or you say to your you maybe you use food like maybe you you have a one night a week where you have dinner with your other half or something Mm. I hate that phrase other half it's bullshit but you know what I mean um (laughs) why (laughs) are you not a partnership yeah, but it's like that. Oh no, don't! Because that um, I was just thinking about that codependent conversation. We don't believe in codependence right. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. But um, you know that sort of assuming that you're half. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It makes me feel sick. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you're only complete with another. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and part of this, I was listening to a podcast yesterday about um, it was Michael Maisie's podcast actually, which is really What's good. It? Yeah, <laughs> C- um, which is called CIP, and he it's like kind of inspirational conversations with other men um, and mental health. And Aww. he was talking to a guy that w- had had a, a motorcycle accident and was in a wheelchair, and um, and they were talking about how do you transition essentially yeah how do you change yeah. you know when you've had something that's that's changed your life so dramatically um mm. and you know he said it's acceptance it's like you know mm. at some point when you when you can accept that your life has changed and and mm. that you cannot do the things that you did before and actually you know michael was saying about this exactly the same with you know doing drugs and drinking it's like when you when you accept that you can't do that, that life has changed mm. uh, and you embrace that change, then yeah. it gets easier. And I, yeah, and I do think, yeah. And I do think that was a major thing for me when we've talked about the kind of, you know, transitions mm-hmm. of, of becoming a parent or transitions of, you know, and for me, there was that resistance for a really long time of like, because I was terrified and I didn't know what I was doing as a mum and I didn't know how to be a mum and I didn't, you know, that kind of loss of identity. But essentially it was. It's like when I accepted that this was my life and mm. that, like, I wasn't that person that had, you know, free time and blah, 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 it was like, well, it got easier because it was just like, well, I'm here now yeah. and I'm going to make the best yeah. of it as it is, you know, so... And there's that, I think that's really true. And there's that, um, you know, accepting your limitations. Like I always had a real problem with that somehow. And that was fed into boundaries and expecting myself to do too much because I wasn't respecting my my limits. Mm. And I think suddenly when you become parents, um, you know, you 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 only had your job. You had you've got an extra whole massive massive job that you're both doing. Yeah, in there, and especially for women as a primary carer, um, and then often working as well. Um, so we think, and I think that there's, 
I think that we, so you've got the societal perfectionism and that whole parental burnout, haven't you, mm. element where people, where society is expecting you to function at high speed, at high performance in every single area of your life to just be enough. You've got those messages everywhere. And then you've got that, um, I forgot what I was going to say, that sort of internal dialogue as well of, <clears throat> and that's where listening in, taking that pause and going, what is happening? Is my heart racing? Do I need, you know, yeah. and that whole nervous system regulation pace, just calling us. And I, I like that, that calling a spade a spade and just going like, like you were saying to me the other week, like blocking out my day and finding out like it was doing Calendly, wasn't yeah. it? And actually when I had to block out periods of time, I was like, Oh, actually I've only, realistically got an hour every day to work and I was thinking all right okay so eight hours a day and it was like oh what with the school runs and the caring and the appointments and the this that and the other and then the parent parenting and it was like I've got an hour a day and yeah again that sort of um, making it visible almost yeah and like by acceptance it doesn't mean that like you can't change yourself it doesn't mean that you're stuck like it doesn't mean you can't change anything it just means that you accept that that is you you have transitioned into that role so it's like yeah so how can you yeah how can you react and get the best out of and protect yourself and you know um Mm. within what is the existing circumstances um and transitions I've just had a a, a thought transitions are like mini evolutions on a daily basis and we are all adapting and surviving and evolving and learning all the time so our transitions are essentially micro versions of evolving and adapting aren't they really yeah (laughs) it doesn't feel like I mean evolution seems like something you know that's like positive doesn't always feel very positive but I know what you mean yeah yeah absolutely mm. yeah I mean it's like you're learning and that's the thing with you know we're le- we're learning every, every day and and what happens is when you do drink and you do you you're blocking that learning process so essentially you are stuck um so you're using a kind of a, a quick fix but you're not allowing your progression in life to you know yeah because you're not adapting to what you actually need and what your life is demanding of you right now yeah if you're covering it up and if you're slapping that on to dial up to dial down to make yourself feel let you know I use used to use alcohol to make me not feel tired because I hate feeling tired and it was like okay, so who knew that I had to let my nervous system calm down and I needed to rest more? Yeah. I was tired, you know. I used to use it just to battle on through Mm. till bedtime. And it was like, oh. Yeah. You know, and then wake up and feel even more tired, you know, so it's that that sort of maladaptive quick fixer that we talk about. Um, Yeah, and it is and and kind of, I mean, we should – finish up and it's quite a good way to kind of finish the circle what we were talking about at the beginning of like adding stuff in you know it's like there are going to be those moments you know I had over over the weekend where I was faced with you know uncomfortable feelings or uh, like emotional response that I hadn't faced in a really really long time and so you know my habit like deep down into that habit was was my thought process went to alcohol and it's like at the beginning that's like basically your response to every single thing that's happened and happening Mm -hmm. in your day so no wonder it takes so much to deconstruct but like Mm -hmm. you know being on a sober journey for like eight years or whatever and being sober for like two and a half years today um thank you very much (laughs) Um, like you know, it's very, very rare, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And I had to add in and I had to think about it. And I had to like, you know, find another way to, to, to deal with my emotional state that wasn't, Mm. you know, alcohol. So 
yeah keep keep adding in but it is that that learning of like okay like naming it naming the emotional state or naming what's going on or naming the transition and then um pointing and calling yeah and then and pausing yeah letting your pausing and then letting your body catch up yeah with your mind yeah and then it's generating a different option yeah which is basically um a, a mixture of um executive function and nervous system regulation, which is basically what we're learning mm. all the time, just to um, nerd out for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, like our, you know, when going back to that whole, the secret of our success is hidden in our daily routine. It's like, that's a genius quote because it really is. So, you know, ODA and looking at just getting through today, what, what needs tweaking today? What will get you over that transition? What will help you calm down yeah. and being curious and, and then you'll find things that work and they go in the toolkit and it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. So Maybe it is that hit class, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it's lying down on the floor. Or maybe one day it's a hit class and the next day it's hot chocolate and lie down on the sofa and close your eyes, you know. And just notice and notice when the uncomfortable feelings, the uncomfortable things. And if you breathe, and it's that you were learning a breathing technique, weren't yeah. you? Um, maybe share that uh yeah it's quite hard to do so basically it's using your hands um because I because this is because I'm it's part of my PTSD so trauma uh recovery therapy whatever because I have a lot of stress in my shoulders and my head and I get a lot of migraines because I'm always in flight fight mode etc um but it essentially it's um so you use your thumbs so you lift up your thumbs and you breathe in next finger you block um middle finger you Do you breathe in for four or doesn't it matter? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oxygenating. Mm. Yeah. 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 And it's similar. It's similar to pranayama practice in yoga because sometimes the the um, the stuff you do first is literally just observe the breath, and that is observe a natural in breath, then observe the pause, a natural out breath, observe the pause, and it is just that. Like that's the first thing, isn't it? It's like a check in. Um, and also the other one that um, was really useful. Um, I did it for pregnancy and labor is if you breathe in for four and then breathe out for six if you're in fight flight it changes the oxygen ratio um so it means it's absolutely impossible to be in fight flight because you haven't got enough oxygen (laughs) it's like a superpower (laughs) but we should wrap up shouldn't we now um okay so what's your tip of the day that could be your tip of the day that breathing tip Mm-hmm.
Yeah. Mm. Um, well, I think that naming and pointing, call, pointing and calling, <laughs> it's not naming and shaming, <laughs> it's point, pointing and calling, like to label things. Um, they did some kind of thing where, where people who were driving did it and it reduced the number of accidents by like something massive. Like there is some stat on it. I can't remember what the statistics are because it moves it from unconscious to conscious. So you're going to be much more skilled at at just deciding what the next action is, whether it's your transition or you know. Um, so I think I think that's like pretty genius actually. Yeah, there's traffic lights. That's oh, I'm coming up to a park. There might be child, you know, child alerts you know slow down check your speed you know that kind of thing but I don't mean doing it when you're driving I mean just generally in your day no. um yeah yeah mm. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah but it is and also I suppose that goes into those boundaries and because people you know assume that tend to assume that other people know and are reading their signals and it's like well actually just communicating that to yourself and to you know I often I do that I think of myself as really good at kind of communicating and I'll be really snippy with my husband about something and he'll be like, no, 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 no. And then I'll go, hang on, actually. And I just realized I haven't said, look, I didn't sleep very well. And I've actually got a cracking headache and I'm feeling a bit anxious about da, 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 da. I've just assumed that he's picking up on all of that. And I, and I'm quite bad for that. Actually. I don't always, I'm not always transparent. So, you know, it's just like, okay, like call off the bullshit and then just, I haven't got away with it. I'll tell you where I'm at. I will tell you where I'm at. Um, same. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah my reason to love sober is um it's my reason to love sober I think the sort of um that the the access to the real conversation and access to the real thing that's going on um I think, um, and being able to generate different options. Yeah, I think I think that's it because it's it's been it's kind of been hard work. It's been a hard week, hasn't it, for both of us? And um, but just being able to name it and have that emotion, you know, and generate different options and go finally find out that it kind of nails are my thing. <laughs> Basically, who knew? What about you? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh. we're sober yeah yeah and the fact that you're a bit of a stalker <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking yeah. it is a strength it's a superpower yeah, no it's true Okay, well, look, if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, then obviously reach out. Um, we've got Love Sober Community on Facebook, or you can send us a message at info at lovesober.com, or there's lots and lots of online support now. Um, and if you are in the UK, Alcohol Change has agencies of local support. Um, she recovers in the States. Um just so just and obviously you know try and reach out get support and don't be alone um because there is someone who will get it and there is someone who you know people do care that's the thing don't they on sober communities people do care because we know about some struggle you know so just whatever it is just get get connected and reach out and um yeah and so well we'll see you next week for more chat